bro, stop pushing me. I'm gonna talk to her. I'm gonna talk to her. Hey, what's up? Hey. Um, no, my name's Delante. What's your name? I'm Jessica. Uh, well, hola, Jessica. What you eating today for lunch? Oh, you know that Salisbury steak that they be giving us? It looks okay this week. Uh, this, this week? I don't know. Last week it was looking like a foot. I don't, uh, I don't looking know. looking kind of dry. You right. Yeah. yeah, but listen, I've been seeing you around school. Yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, hey, I mean, like, you got like a kick or something? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying oh, to see what's up. I'm trying to see what's up. You know? okay, your friend's standing back there. They staring. I'm going to worry about that. It's me and you right now. So listen, she was due. I'm going to give you the phone. I'm going to turn my back. I'm going to talk to my friends. Just when you're ready, just give it back to me. All right? Okay, okay, okay. okay. One, two, three. Okay, go cool. on, turn. Okay. Okay, but okay, I got it. So right, I'm, I'm gonna see you around. I guess I'll see you. Bye, Delante. <laughs> That's how your big cousin used to get it back in school, kids. <laughs> this is what you had to do before there was Snapchat, before there was TikToking, before you were signing DMs. We was out here again, and in this episode, we're talking about love, how we used to get down, how we getting down now, and how you can get down for a better tomorrow. If somebody pulled up on you sophomore year of high school, what was the first thing you said? First thing, automatically, I'm blushing. My face turning red. All right, my face getting a little hot. I'm like, look. I'm dead. <laughs> I never had the goal to be pulling up on people, uh, especially in school time environments. Uh, Yo, with people around? Fuck no. Hardest thing, the hardest thing a dude can do is try to talk to a girl while her friend next to her. Because she uh, roasted the shit out of you and In her, her mind, she give you the evil eye. She trying to size you up, see what type of super saiyan level you are. And like, when you walk away, she's like, oh. Who's that? And I mean, I don't know. It was the worst when people mm -hmm. used to be like, hey, she's trying to talk to you, or hey, he trying to talk to you. And it's like, bro, you put everybody on blast. Hey, you know my friend like you, right? It was a big game of telephone, bro. See, that's what I'm saying. Low key, it was like, it was like a meat market. You Not could the go sh straight on looks back in middle school. Like, you'd be like, oh, I think you're cute. I think you're cute. All right, boom, that's your girlfriend now. Like, it's that easy, Strictly bro. Strictly vanity. Like, bro, as long as you could run the fastest and look like I'm Zac dead. Efron, you was killing the game back in 09. You hear me? No, the Zac like, Efron type, that was peak Ooh. white boy copy paste aesthetic okay especially when justin bieber came out and the thing is they were like no i'm not trying to be like justin bieber but it's like at the same time why are your hair so swoopy like, he was eating we, that up bro, though no 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 actually not me i was i was an alternative kid back in the day I okay was, talk to me let me hear your middle school crush in real life your middle school crush that you like celebrity wise it don't even matter my middle school crush i heard that man got ugly so i want to say first off i went to a middle school that was like predominantly white like predominantly yeah. like preppy wearing boat shoes um type day, not boat shoes you know for me like the aesthetic was like white boy aesthetic and i feel like the boys that weren't justin bieber were trying to dress like justin bieber that was like the main like sought after type of boy but that was never me i always liked uh like the like the little alternative kids or whatever because they were just like oh he got a little he got a little backstory to him <laughs> I'm the six, not backstory. Oh my God. I really was into bands. What bands like, were you into? I don't even want to say. You got to say it now. <laughs> I was really. You got to hear the bands. Look, I was, I was like fake emo. I liked My Chemical Romance a lot. My Chemical Romance was like my number one. And I would say like number two, probably like The Killers. I think I remember The Killers. But I'm curious, you know I mean? like, as a boy, like, what necessarily attracts you to a girl? Like, when was it, like, that you realized, oh, girls are cute? I think uh, sexual awakening. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Ew. Uh, I don't like that, actually. Don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but, like, when I started noticing uh, attractiveness for women 
or girls. I'll probably say I was like seventh grade. Mm-hmm. I'll say about seventh grade, like about twelve or thirteen years old. I know consistency. I love black women. I knew that from the Period. jump. But what was it about a girl that you were like, oh, she's kind of cute? I think it was just like, okay, we, um, you, you know when you be in gym class and, and, and like you be like play, playing dodgeball and stuff? Yeah. And it was just one time someone was going for the ball and I was like, oh, she got a nice body. And I was just like, oh, wait a minute. I realized, oh, okay, this is different. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? So I, I feel like the awakening was this. I'm just getting older than black women. Carrie Hilson, for sure. I'm dead. And, and Pretty Girl Rock. I feel like for me, it was like definitely always the older boys type. Like, I never really liked boys my grade. They're just a boy. But for some reason, when it was an older boy, I was like, ooh. Oh, he kind of cute. If I did notice boys in elementary school or middle school, it was definitely the guys that looked a little bit more developed. Their masculine features came out a little bit more. And I was like, oh, that's, a, that's different. That's different. Where'd they do that at? Why don't they do that around here? Because he's 12. <laughs> <laughs> When it comes to that young age, too, I feel like you're kind of just trying to copy what other people do. But really, like, what does girlfriend even mean back in the day? You know, like, now that we're, like, grown adults, some people out here get married. Other people, you know, are still doing the hoe phase. They're still doing that. So it's really just a wild territory to be right now in your early 20s. But back in the day, tell me, like, what was high school dating? Like, what did that that even mean? And were you like, oh, this is my person for life? Or were you just like, oh, this is fun? Um, My first girlfriend, uh, I met her through a college tour. Mm -hmm. I went on a college tour, and that's when I started talking to her. And we started vibing. And I was like, I like you, my girlfriend. She said, yeah. So we were just, like, hung out and stuff. Every first thing I ever done as a human being, it went with her. Right, I thought yeah. she was just great, right? No, but she, I remember she had cheated on me. She was like, she was just, it was just wasn't good, right? But how so long I were y'all dating? Like, what was the We were dating line? for like four months, four or five months. Oh, so this is oh. like, for as far as first relationships goes, like you're in there. Like you're really I'm in there. there. Like we going to the mall and everything, taking pictures and everything. Being young kids, going bowling. Like, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. more like, you know, activities, trying to do stuff. But I feel like the communication wasn't there, though. As I think about it now, like we were texting stuff, but not as much as you would think. So I think that's why I, I should have saw the signs. I think she was just using me to go do fun stuff together. But yeah, I remember I cried when you broke up. It was crazy. Oh, Lord. You were but devastated? The, Everything about life, the first, any first you think of as a person is with this woman. Right. And now she broke up with me. So I was just like, wow. So I feel like Damn, most, but I always had those type of relationships. It just, it would be good and then it would just be into the wind. For me, my experience was like a little bit different just because, like you, I didn't have my first kiss until I was 16. It just was a, a different experience because. I'm bi, so my first experiences pretty much were with women. That was good for me. It was a good little introduction into, like, that's a good gateway into all of my next experiences. I guess my first serious relationship wasn't until college. It was like like the stars had aligned type of thing. Like, it always felt like, always in my life, like, I, I meet people right before I move away or they move away, or we just get disconnected. And this goes for friendships as well. Met this guy at the end of junior year, and it's just like, damn, you're going away. It's going to be a whole summer. I'll have to catch you next semester type thing, right? I'll catch you in the fall. And it's like, you know, we can still talk over the summer. And I was like, yeah, but it's not going to be the same. And it's just like, oh, we'll see. And the next thing I know, I'm flying to uh, go see this man in his internship. He had an internship in Michigan. And I went and flew out and saw that man over the summer. We were super quote unquote in love, but the communication wasn't there and that affected me. So I ended things uh, at the start of the year and I was, I was pretty much cool with it. And we ended up reconnecting 
right before I graduated, basically. And we dated for like, like basically all together, like a year. It was honestly not like real love. Now that I think back on it, like it was not real love because I feel like I was sacrificing a lot of myself to like maintain the love, I guess. And it's just like, that wasn't necessary. I feel like I should have treated myself better. So mm -hmm. that's my experience with men and casual dating too. Like I've done my fair share of casual dating and that's kind of where I am in life right now. What do you think that you value in a relationship, right? You said that um, how that person wasn't loving you in the way you want to be loved. So like, what? how does Zila Sanchez like to be loved? I feel like first and foremost, I want to say that I have been diagnosed with uh, anxiety and depression. And so I feel like that can play a, um, a part into like my moods. And I try not to make it such like a big deal because I don't honestly like to, I hate having that as a, like as um, a reason for like my moodiness sometimes. Why would I want to be anxious or depressed? Well, anyway, so for me, I think I just need somebody that like can reassure me, show up for me emotionally, but not necessarily with the intention to fix shit, just like listen to the shit that I have to say because I feel like sometimes I keep things so bottled up in my head and that's why I'm so anxious that I just need to get it out sometimes, right? So I need somebody who can just sit there when my emotions go this way or my emotions go that way and just just hear me out, you know what I mean? So like reassurance definitely is a big thing for me plus acts of service because it, it shows me that you're confident, right? Like I feel like I really do appreciate a competent man you know what I mean? Like just a competent person in general. Like if you're incompetent, I'm just like, I can't take you seriously. You know like, you know what I mean? Like I just need you to be like a fully functioning person that can do things for me and not, and for me not to have to worry about whether or not you do it right. And finally, I feel like just showing me in small ways that you appreciate me. And I guess that kind of goes back to words of um, uh, affirmation or whatever, reassurance or whatever, but mm -hmm. I would say, and not even in a, in a materialistic type of way, but just in general, I do appreciate when somebody gets me something. Like, just a small little, like, even if it's a pack of gum, because I said I was running low on gum. Like, you know what I mean? Just like, oh, you thought of that? Like, thank you for giving it to me. Like, you've made my life easier. It all plays a hand in hand. Acts of service, words of affirmation, and little gifts. Like, I feel like they go all three together. What about you? Like, I feel like what do you value in a relationship and what makes you want to stay in a relationship or what do you notice about a woman and her qualities that make you appreciate her? Well, I'll say for me, um, like you said, like just a preference this, I, because I went to the dating scene late and I, I'm not used to having a lot of female attention, right? Like I'm somebody I would say who I suffer from little self-esteem, right? So my biggest thing we talk about love languages is like physical touch, right? It's one thing to say you love me, but like hug me, you know, kiss me, like like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I feel like so I really value that, you know what I mean? Um, so like that's definitely big, and of course like I like you to have sexual intercourse with me too, if that's <laughs> on the table, uh -huh. <laughs> obviously. But that like that's a huge thing with me is to be loved. Loved is to feel to be loved. People say you want someone who's your friend, but I feel like as I get older. That's really what you need. I feel a lot of people, when you lead with lust, it lasts for so long. But when you get into arguments, that's why these arguments be so bad. Cause you don't, you barely even know that person, right? right. Like there's there's certain things I wouldn't even bring up with somebody I'm dating because I already know how 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 they tick, right? Right. So I feel like I already know certain things things to not say or do to make even make you be mad. So we won't, we won't even have an argument. 
So um, I feel definitely somebody who I can be my friend with. So being my friend is I, I vibe, I chill, I watch anime. Like I'm a lighthearted person, right? Um, I'm not in these streets. I'm not, <laughs> you know, uh, like these Negroes in the media. You know what I mean, I'm not. I'm not a money bag, yo. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not that type of person, right? So I need somebody who's on the type of, you know, on, on my same wavelength. And right. I feel like um, that's somebody value. Of course, you said communication, right? I feel like that's the biggest thing. A lot of people be like, be like oh, I don't want to say nothing. No, I'm going to say exactly how I feel, right? Because the only way you could grow and learn is to be real with somebody. And I feel like a lot of times, too, people are um, put out a image of themselves, right? Not the real selves, but they put this pristine image of themselves. And right. then you have trouble maintaining it, and you wonder why things isn't working. It's not working because that person felt, didn't fall in love with you. They fell in love with the image that, that you were projecting. Right. And so, like, I feel like let's break through that through our images, right? Give me the real you, especially in the forefront. So at least I know it now. I can't be upset later down the line because I already knew you wasn't shit, right? I already knew you was snoring in your sleep. I already knew. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> I already knew you have a bunch of male friends. It ain't new. So I feel like communication, I think, is really key. I feel a lot of people, they wonder why tough isn't working because you don't want to get through the hard battles, right? But besides what's your favorite color, what, what you know, pains you, what annoys you, what do you like, what do you dislike, right? What truly gets you going, right? right? What inspires you? What motivates you? What? What's the family trauma? Why, why do you move how you move, right? Why do yeah. you do how you do? So I feel like those things, you know, people people don't really even think to even talk about those things. So I feel like that's what I value is those communications. Right. And I want to touch back on what we've been talking about communication words of affirmation all of that all of that is the five love languages which is words of affirmation quality time physical touch acts of service and receiving gifts i think it is so important to 100 percent be yourself in front of somebody at the cost of whether or not they like you or not because the thing is when you are truly yourself yes there can still be lust right like there's still always that lusty little feeling at the beginning of every new relationship but when you're truly yourself, somebody can appreciate you in your truest form, right? And it's so important that you be that way because you can't keep up a facade of being a certain type of personality when you're not, right? It just is exhausting for all parties involved because why would you do that? Why would, You want somebody to love you for who you truly are and you have to get past your insecurities. And I know it's hard, right? Like what if you're insecure about how you laugh or what if you're insecure about, um, yeah, like what if you snore or what if you, I don't know what, people are insecure about all kinds of crazy things or teeth and everything like that. So don't hide your smile so then snore. So then laugh as loud as you want. If you're a homebody, you know, that doesn't mean that you can't date an extrovert. Or if you're an extrovert, that doesn't mean that you can't date a homebody. But at the end of the day, if you want to seriously consider building a future with somebody, you have to be compatible in terms of at least like how you spend time together, you know? Because if you want to spend time together doing separate kinds of crazy things, then it's going to be a little bit harder. It's not going to be impossible, but it's going to be harder. It absolutely is important to to talk to somebody about what bothers you about a certain situation, right? You can't just expect them to figure it out through like little hands. You have to be upright with somebody because there's nothing more comfortable than building a relationship with somebody who's able to tell you like it is, but in a nice way, obviously, like you don't want to approach things and like that are mean or like be cruel to somebody. But if you can be real with somebody, I feel like that's much more appreciated than somebody that's like never complains because it just means that you're not real. If you cannot watch Samurai Jack with me, we it's not going to work. You feel what I'm saying? If you if you can't appreciate Scooby Doo Cyber Chase, it ain't gonna work. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> if you ain't ready to go to Bojangles and get a Cajun fillet biscuit combo and then go to Waffle House just to get the waffle and the OJ, 
we it ain't gonna work. You feel what I'm saying? Shout out Bojangles <laughs> real quick. Shout out Bojangles because that's where I'm from, Charlotte, North Carolina. That's where they were founded. But you absolutely right. Because for me, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna want to go to cookout. I know I used to work at cookout, but I'm gonna want to go and get a shake. We're gonna come back and we might watch a documentary if we're feeling spicy, or you know. Do something. See, I, I think I think that too. I think it's okay to want somebody who's even killed with you. You know, people always say like, "Oh yeah, you know, um, opposites attract." No, it don't. I feel like like-minded people attract. You don't be totally the same because then there's no growth in there, right? right? But I do feel on the same token is that when you are like-minded people, it makes relationships so easier because you can lean on that, right? Because right. when when you get upset at your significant other, you be like, wait a minute, like this is, this is the same best friend I was watching Dutch's Laboratory last night with. Like it's not that bad. You feel what I'm saying? I feel like that really stops you. But a lot of people, you know what I mean, are not really doing that. So I, I feel like that's something... That's something too. Um, I, 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 I want to also too cover on about the media. How do you feel the media or just what you've seen growing up has affected how you date? As someone who really didn't have a lot of experience seeing um, two people in love growing up, I was raised by a single mom. My grandma, she was not together with my grandpa for as long as um, I'd basically been alive, right? I, I didn't really have, um, I didn't really get to see that kind of couple figure in my life growing up. So for me, all I knew about love was through the media, right? So what I was seeing is two people who are supposed to be wildly nice to each other all the time, which was like such a foreign concept to me growing up. Cause I don't, maybe I just, look, I might've just grown up in a toxic household, but for me it was like, nobody's nice 100% of the time. You know what I mean? Uh, so for me, it was just like, it just seemed like a, such a romantical fantasy type thing. Pretty much all the love stories that I saw was pretty much the same plot boy meets girl, girl meets boy, something happens and they're like, Ugh, forget it. And then they get back together and it's just like, oh my God, happily ever after, we're meant to be. Uh, but I feel like nowadays, especially with the rise of social media, cause like before it was like the movies, you know what I mean? Like it was the movies, it was mm-hmm. the TV shows, but now like people are seeing love like firsthand on social media or what people might think is love. Maybe, yeah, these celebrity couples. Right, yeah. right. So I feel like now it's like a whole different shift. It's a whole different paradigm. And I feel like they go for like how grandiose, like how how much can you flex your love? Like it's not just like we're in love, but it's like, let me see that you're in love. Like, let me let me let, like let me show people that we're in love. You know what I mean? I don't think it's yes. real. Mm-hmm. So I feel like for me, same as you said, right? Um, live with a single mother. Thankfully, I had grandparents who were married. So I seen that my, my parents I, I never seen my mom happy with my dad one time in my human life, right? So um, my perception, my first time seeing two people in love was from The Simpsons, right? Homer and Marge, right? Mm-hmm. That was that was the thing, right? Homer was, uh, was stupid, Marge still loved him, right? That That's what I seen, right? As I get, as I got older, right? Uh, I think my first time even seeing a black family who loved each other was from The Proud Family, mm-hmm. right? I, I feel like same thing too. I always grew up with, you know, boy less girls like I can't and you run through the airport, you know, yeah. all that love actually stuff. But I know in this current age everybody wants to Birkin and I feel like I think um everything's so transactional. I feel you know what I mean, if you ain't buying your girl a Birkin, getting bags, I feel like that's what's like pro- projected, right? From these like celebrity people and everybody wants to be an influencer. I ain't not gonna hustle by them. But what I'm saying is that there's not a lot of people running through corridors of airplane airports anymore. You feel right. what I'm saying? So I, I feel like love now is situationships. Love now is oh we you know just chilling. Let's see where it go. You Hate know what I mean? If you yeah I I, I you know you, you you trying to talk to somebody oh I'm just looking for friends. 
You know what I mean? Then why you why are you dating then? You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. and everything everybody's finessing everything is a game, right? And I feel like that too, being being straight up. You feel what I'm saying? And I, I, I feel like that's what we're at right now. I feel it's no, you know, let's you no know, woo and woo you. You know, wooing you is throwing money at you or wooing you is just, oh, I'm gonna take you out out to eat and oh, he's so spontaneous. I think that there's nothing wrong with wanting a Birkin like if you want a Birkin oh, bag, not at you all. want a Birkin bag, you know what I'm saying? I think that's what people place their values on. Like, oh, if you can't show me that you love me, if you can't make it work if you can't find a way, then what's the point? Then you're not really See, down. Like, right? I think there's nothing I, wrong with like eight figures, and that's my type. No, do your thing, sis. But what, but at the what same I do, ti- yeah. But at the same yeah. time, it's like, but are you guys, um, when you have disagreements, do you work together in a productive way? Or are you yelling at each other? And it's just like, oh, say one wrong thing and you're blocked, or you know what I mean? Like, are you actively working on bettering yourself? It's important to like connect and to tap into the other aspects of a relationship, the growing part, the showing affection part, the, you know, having good physical chemistry part. All aspects of a relationship needs to be fostered, but I feel like people focus more on the material things and the situationships. Let me talk on that for a second. Let me make sure this microphone working. I'm deceased. <laughs> it is a scam. Ladies, listen up. Ladies, listen up. Ladies, listen up. Chicas, get into it. Okay, get into it real quick. If he tells you, let's see where it goes, don't see. Just go. And why do I say that? Okay, look, I'm not saying that you have to immediately define the terms on your first date. Like, are we going to date or not? Because obviously you have to, there has to be a time period where you're getting to know each other. That's super important. And what we've talked about is getting to know each other as friends, seeing if you're friendly compatible, even before you're romantically compatible. Because once the lust wears off, it's like taking off the rose tinted glasses or whatever. So obviously you have to get to know each other. But after a certain point, either party knows whether or not they can see themselves dating that person, right? I think for for the average person, it might be like three or four dates in. It's like, oh, can I see myself dating this person? Can I see myself hanging out with this person in long periods of time? A lot of people use the let's see where it goes excuse to like be non-committal. And I hate that. As a woman, I've experienced that. Let's just say that, right? Like I've experienced that non-committal type of thing. And that doesn't help anybody. That doesn't help any party involved because if you are actively involved with someone for after like a certain length of time, I'm pretty sure both have some sort of attachment, even if it's not a healthy attachment, right? Even even if it's not a productive attachment that keeps these people coming back together, that keeps us coming back together. Don't get caught up in somebody's maybes, right? You have to really look at a person for what they are at the moment and make your decision. And if they can't bring to you what you want, you have to be ready to walk away, ladies. You have to be ready to walk away. And men, too. If she can't bring you exactly what you want, and she's like, oh, I don't know. And some people, it's like, nope, dead it on the first one. And I respect that, too. Um, but I'm also a hesitant person. I, I, I have a hard time choosing. So I relate and I respect the people that give it a shot. But no, you have to stand up for yourself. Darius, tell me about your view on situationships and all of that non-committal shit. When you are in the scene of dating, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I came here to date, right? Like, that's your thing. Like, I want to find somebody, right? 
um, what I hate, hate's a strong word, but what I hate when people say like, oh, what are you looking for? I'm just looking for friends right now. I hate that. I wish you would rather say, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to date, see, see where it goes, right? But when you, when you say friends, I ain't here to find a friend. I'm here to find a wife. I'm here to find a girlfriend, right? And I feel like um, when I say be friends first, I mean just like, of course, catch a vibe with somebody and rock with them. Of course, on the first date, and I know your girlfriend or not. But I feel like when you like tell dudes, from the jump, like, hey, I'm just looking for friends, that tells us that you ain't looking for nothing, and, we, and I'm not gonna get anything out of this, so why even keep talking to you? Um, so that's why like, that that happens, too. Um, I feel that with situationships, see, I'm not built like that, cause, again, I'll, I'll say, go to our Instagram, see what I look like. I'm, I'm not built like that, I ain't that cute, <laughs> right? So I automatically never had the chance to be in a situationship, cause I ain't cute like that, right? Um, I always <laughs> like I say, this is my own statistic, but I feel that, you know, 80% of women want only 10% of men, right? So <laughs> if you ain't no 10% of men, these situations don't come up for you. So for me, if I'm dating, if I was dating, right, I'm dating to date, not to find a friend. So if you come to me and say, like, I'm looking for friends, I'm going to stop texting you because what, what are we doing, right? I'm looking to date, not be your friend, right? right. So that, that's how I feel about situationships is that, like, nothing wrong with saying, like, hey, listen, like, I'm not trying to be committed to you, but we can still date, we can still chill, we can still, you know, do whatever, have fun. That's a great way to say it. But I just, that one part when people say, I just want to be friends, it's like, okay, that's great. We are farmers, bum, 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 bum. That also leads me into rejection, right? Because I feel like when you're saying that, that's like, because that reminds me of friend zone. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So to me, that's a form of rejection. Right, because so, obviously you don't want me enough to be your partner, but you might like me enough to stick around and have all the benefits. Um, uh, I kind of love myself more than that, uh, boo-boo. I love myself but, more than to be that. Yeah, but I feel like that's for girls. I think as a male perspective, like our way of seeing it is, is that, I'm going to say the male perspective of this, right, ladies, right? From a male's perspective, if you if you're talking to somebody, let's say you meet up on Tinder or something, right? Right. And you're like talking or whatever, and he be like, and, and and you ask him like, hey, like, what are you looking for right now, right? And he goes, man, no, nothing serious. I'm just trying to catch a vibe, you know, see where it goes, and then the third, right? What so, does that mean though? Is that either A, they just want to have sex and just have fun, or B, what does it mean is that I just, during this ten to fifteen minute conversation, I don't know enough about you to make it an option of you to be a girlfriend, right? Um, I don't know how far you're going to get into the text messaging, right? Because not everybody you text is, is good, too. I think that, too. Everybody wants to blame the guys, but some of these women out here ain't, ain't shit either. Um, but, like, that's what it means. It's double negative. I think a lot of girls is all you feel like, oh, he just wants to have sex. But I feel, too, right? This is, this is my thing. In the media, right? People talk about sneaky links and having sex with dudes all the time. People talk about having a hoe face. People, you, you see girls like, oh, I am just came here to, to do that, right? So that's what I say, it affects the media shows you that. So you think that's how real world works, even though you're not a famous rapper who got Grammys, so you can't move like them. You should, like, of course you should still have expectations. Like, if you yourself think that you deserve Birkin bags, like, then go off. But at the same time, don't base that on social media based that on your self-worth you know what i mean there's some people out here really i think too i think people are gonna tell you who they are right 70 dudes know they ain't shit and they're just trying to help you out <laughs> but you just won't listen i think that's people just being honest we're talking about honesty communication yeah. i ain't shit i'm gonna be shit but i still want to rock with you that doesn't mean i'm not a bad person that's how people think so that's what i think brings them into those um kind of things and um because they're going into to rejection that you learn the best lessons through rejection you feel what i'm saying as a young man you know what not to do i, I say have you ever rejected a, a guy look when i was younger maybe like middle school or high school i would just 
I feel like I probably didn't handle it as good as I could have, and that's not because I wanted to be mean. That's because I felt bombarded, and I was like, oop, shields up, fuck no. I was like, this is too much attention. But I remember it was this one time, and this is my dumb Dumbo story. Like, this is my dumb bimbo story, okay? One time at the Aggie Dome, shout out and RIP at the same time. I was there trying to get some food, heavy in my depression era, heavy, 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 heavy. And I'm talking physically and emotionally. I had went out, left my dorm room. I think I was wearing literally anything. And I just went to the Aggie Dome and I was trying to get some food. And um, I was kind of close to the register, but so one girl was at the register and there was a guy standing back. He was like maintaining six feet even before it was a thing. So Uh I was just confused about whether or not he was in line because this was several years ago. So I was like, hey, are you in line? He was like, yeah. He was like, oh, but you can go in front. And I was like, all right, I appreciate it. And then he he was like, oh, I wasn't even going to say anything, but you fine as hell. And I was like, ooh, ooh. (laughs) Look. Rut row. (laughs) Rut row. I was, like I said, heavy in my depression era. I I did not even want to be perceived. Okay, that's how... That's how much I didn't even like want to be existing. Like I was like, do not even perceive me right now. So I said, thank you, paid for my shit and walked away. You fumbled the bag. I sorry, I'm cool with it. Cause he wasn't gonna say anything. So that's my bad. How's it feel to be dating as a Mexican woman? So I feel Mm -hmm. like with this story about me at the Aggie Dome, this guy walking up to me, I gotta Mm -hmm. tell you, I gotta tell you, most of my college experience, I thought that guys only walked up to me because I was Mexican. Really? Like, because I was Hispanic. That's and cocky. No, 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 no. <laughs> and it wasn't even like, oh, I'm like, oh, I'm different. Like, they walked up to me because I'm different. Like, no. You foreign. No, like, you know what I mean? Like, if she ain't foreign, she born. But like, no, 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 no. That's not the case <laughs> at all. I simply, and I and I mean that in a bad way towards myself. Oh, I was wow. like, I was like, oh, they're only walking up to me because I'm Hispanic. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like, oh, they walking up to me. So you're I'm easy because like, you're Hispanic. Is that how you perceived it? Like, <sighs> yeah, they felt like, it was easier to get with you. I think so. I think so. I think that's what my mentality was, and and I feel like in my experience, it proved to be the case because. They would be like, oh, talk Spanish to me, like, say something. Ooh, and I'm like, weird. I'm like, Ugh. So like, they would fetishize you, what you're saying. Yeah, you know what I mean? And I was just like, please leave me the fuck alone. Soy muy bien, E2. Oh, my God. Nosotros somos. Uh, no, but you know what, though? I feel like in some cases, some guys, and mind you, I did go to an HBCU, so let's already, like, just let's get that off the table. Like, I went to an HBCU. Y'all know what type of man I was around, so let's not even act, okay? But anyway, I feel like in some Niggas. cases... Okay, I didn't even say that. <laughs> I didn't even say that, though. No, but Darius Fogey said it. I said it. I feel like they didn't think that I was going to have, like... I don't know if they thought that I was going to be stupid. I don't know if they thought that I was going to be, like, super submissive. Like, I don't know what the disconnect was. But they're like, oh, like, I didn't know that you were, I didn't know that you acted like that. I didn't, like, I wasn't expecting for you to act like that. Like, act like what? Like, myself? Like, I feel like I'm very heavy on the American influence. And also, I'm not just going to be like, <laughs> like, you said something. Like, I'm going to find it so funny. Like, no, like, I'm going to roast you. Like, I'm going to give you that. Yeah. I feel like they didn't expect for me to have that kind of energy. You know what I mean? And I just feel like it's kind of gross when I realize it because it's like 
one, you probably only walked up to me because you're like, oh, she like a foreign mommy. She a foreign baddie. Like that's so weird. It is un- it's it's uncomfortable, Darius. Like it's uncomfortable because I don't live up to the hype. Like I'm not gonna I'm not, I'm not about to sit here swinging my hips around. Fuck you. <laughs> they want Sofia Vergara. They wanted a little Shakira action. Uh, do you have any final words? Any any advice to tell these young men and women? Well, I do want to say this before we get into the final words. I want to touch on. Hi, right, talk thing. to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. I think it is so important, and you touched on this a little bit before about. Uh, getting to know yourself and I think Mm -hmm. that is the most important thing that you can do before you really can get to know somebody else is that I think a lot of people try to go into things head first and they don't even have themselves all the way figured out yet they don't even know their hobbies all the way yet they don't even know their own passions yet but it's like they want the love story but they also like you know, that love story kind of fades away and it becomes regular life at some point. You know what I mean? Like it becomes a part of your life. So how else are you continuing to, to develop yourself and further yourself beyond your relationship? You know what I mean? Like how stable are you uh, financially in your career? Do you have hobbies? Do you manage your emotions well? Like do you, it's a work in progress. Obviously like you can't be all the way perfect to get to know somebody and get to date somebody. But I feel like you should have a really good grip on who you are uh, before you do that, right? Like invest in yourself, invest in taking care of yourself, invest in taking care of your environment and taking care of of uh, what makes you happy. Like make sure that you're doing things that make you happy outside of seeking a relationship because eventually that relationship's not gonna make you happy because it's, it's just codependency at that point. Invest in yourself, like truly, truly invest in yourself and you'll realize that you'll find a whole new caliber of partners, right? Because before, when you haven't really worked on yourself, you're, you're gonna connect with anybody who even slightly impresses you, right? But once you have yourself all the way worked through, or majority of the way worked through, like actively working on yourself, you'll start to realize that other qualities don't really impress you that much because you can do this better, but you can do that better, or you're, you're good at this, you're good at that. Like, you don't have to be so easily impressed, you know what I mean? So that's, it just goes back to finding somebody that's competent. That's my thing. I love a competent, competent man. I love that. Mm, love that. But that's because I know that I'm competent. So focus on yourselves, like for real. Invest in yourself. Love yourself. Like if you want to learn how to do that, like let us know. We want to we wanna help y'all. Like, and when you help yourself, really that opens up the door to whole new levels of love. And that's what I have to say. Uh, Darius, do you have any final words that you want to share to the crowd? Rule one, wash your ass. Uh, that's something that get talked about enough. Y- y'all niggas musty. That's why you ain't getting no girls. Um, and, I like, actually say... wash your ass, y'all, because <laughs> oh, God. don't let that – just letting the water run through there and doing nothing for that smell, okay? Ain't doing nothing. So make sure you get a little wash rag. Go ahead and get up a little every, every crevice behind your ears, behind your neck. And your armpits and your booty crack. So please, thank you, men. Thank you. That's um, been a, this has been a public service announcement. Number two, I would say um, to touch on her, say you know, she said invest in yourself. I would say that's the the grand old love yourself. Even I, I just here for this podcast, got work on loving myself. But I feel like same, um, same. working on it. Snaps. You no know, part <laughs> snaps. I think part of loving yourself and. Um, what to do is just I feel like give cut yourself some um, some slack sometimes. I feel like we always say what's negative. We don't say what, what we got going on. I feel like value what you have. Self awareness is not actually self awareness without compassion, because self awareness actually involves having compassion for yourself, 
accepting that you can be loved and accepting yourself for who you are and forgiving yourself for your past mistakes. Be self-aware of who you are and love yourself for who you are, but also be kind to yourself because you've gone through the battles that only you know. And once you start to forgive yourself for all of that and get yourself ready to move into a good and positive mindset and progressive kind of mentality, that's when you can be ready to accept all kinds of love. Love is is knowing this person gets on your last damn nerve and not choosing to knock them out. <laughs> I feel that all I am saying is put down the gloves <laughs> it's not and worth think it. about that and just think about that sometimes. I feel that's really what, what, what true love is, is, is knowing this person can sing last nerves, but you love them so much. There's no one else I would rather get my nerves than you, right? So mm -hmm. I feel like just have, find somebody that you don't mind getting their nerves on. My name is Darius Fogey. And I'm Zila Sanchez. And this has this been is the Calf, the Calf Kids, Kids Podcast. Podcast. Thank you so much. We're out. Okay.